which rock group has four guys who can't sing and can't play any instruments. That would be Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Had you fooled, you thought it was actually going to be a band. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Starting Sustainability. This is episode 112, hosted by yours truly, Kaylin Chenoweth. We're going to take the time right now to catch up on everything that has been happening over the last couple of weeks. First, I realized as I was editing the last episode (laughs) that I forgot to share what we got for Christmas. I mean, I know you're all on the edge of your seat and you just absolutely have to know what we got, but (laughs) I basically shared that all the gifts were wrapped sustainably, but not some of the cool things that we got. I'm not going to share everything, just the sustainable things. (laughs) My husband is an electrician and when he is at sites, he is the one installing the electricity, meaning that there isn't any, and he is usually stuck with a cold lunch or going out to eat. I got him for Christmas a lunchbox that heats up his food. And he has batteries for his power tools and I got an adapter so that way he can plug his lunchbox into the battery that's designed for his power tools to heat up his food. So he is very, very excited about that because he has been eating cold lunches for years at this point. (laughs) This will also help reduce him going out to eat and creating waste that way as well. And do you remember my interview with Shades of Green? Yes, on there we talked about a rechargeable lighter, like a lighter that you would use for the grill, because my husband does grill and smoke food regularly, like three to four times a week he's doing that. In that interview, I said, I'm totally going to get that for my husband for Christmas, and I did. (laughs) I immediately put it in my notes on my phone right then and there, and then when it came time to go Christmas shopping, I went and got it. It's really, really cool. It's a rechargeable lighter, and it is an arc lighter. I think that means it's extra powerful or something. I don't know. He was very excited about it. So at least now we won't have any more of the cheap plastic grill lighters that when the fuel runs out, you're done. And you just discard it and you have to go buy more. So we don't have to go through that anymore. Another disposable eliminated from our household. Woohoo! And what did Channing get for me? Well, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast before, but my husband is very hit or miss when it comes to gift giving. Usually miss regularly miss sometimes he just forgets a gift altogether (laughs) so this year he did a fantastic job so I want to give him a huge shout out because he purchased for me a hot and cold bidet sprayer (laughs) as I opened it he shouted out it's the butt blaster 3000 (laughs) now this was on my bucket list two years ago and I removed it because I was confident my kids would end up making a large mess with it As of right now, it has not been hooked up yet, so we shall see. (laughs) Now, what is it that changed Channing's mind about a bidet sprayer? Because he was very, very against it before. Remember back in 2020, the toilet paper shortage? Yep. (laughs) He is now all gung-ho about being a prepper who's prepared for the next pandemic or lockdown or whatever comes our way. He is legit watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts all about prepping. Which is great, at least he's listening to podcasts now. Maybe he'll listen to mine at some point. And the other really awesome gift that he got for me was an Instapot. And I understand that this has been trendy for a while. We're kind of late to the game, but I don't care. <laughs> I am I finally got an Instapot. I've wanted one for a while, but I would not allow myself to buy one because I was trying not to buy things. Anyways, 
I have been using it as much as possible over the last few weeks and it's fantastic. So far I've made a stock from leftover veggie scraps and instead of taking three to four hours for it to cook on the stove, it only took 45 minutes. That was pretty awesome. There's also a yogurt function too, which previously I would make yogurt in the slow cooker and in the oven and it was like a 12 hour ordeal. Now I haven't actually made the yogurt yet in the crock pot, but I hear it's only 20 minutes. So that's my next thing. And I've made quite a few meals in the Instapot. I'm very, very excited about this gift. So good job Channing if you ever listen to this. I'm really giving my husband a hard time, all in jest. We still love each other very much, but it's because he's been on this podcast twice now. I've been doing, this is my third year doing this podcast, and he has yet to listen to any of the episodes, including the ones that he was on. So <laughs> this is really just a sting for him. <laughs> Out of love. I also realized I forgot to tell you about my family's gift exchange that we do each year over New Year's. The theme this year was to get a gift from the year the person was born. For example, I had my brother-in-law, Kyle, and he was born in 1982. So I did a whole bunch of research and found toys, movies, bands, albums, board games, everything that happened that year. And I thought, great, this is fantastic. All I have to do is go to my parents' basement because I'll find a whole bunch of movies, books, and CDs down there all from 1982. Unfortunately, my parents cleaned it all out, so my plan to re-gift vintage items was completely foiled, and then I had to get creative and hunt around. But it was really neat to see what everybody got. Many people went hunting for vintage items at antique stores and thrift stores, raiding their basements and storage for older items. Even though the theme wasn't sustainability, it turned out that way. Keep that in mind for whenever you do a gift exchange next year. And another bonus perk was, remember last year's gift had to be wrapped sustainably. Everything had to be reused or reusable. And that was not the rule this year, but so many people enjoyed it last year, they did it again this year. How cool is that? During the conversation, the feedback that I got was that it was so much easier to wrap a gift. It was a lot less stressful. It was really low maintenance. They didn't have to go out and get wrapping paper or tissue paper, no measuring, no cutting. They didn't have to deal with a whole bunch of sticky tape all over the place. They didn't have to worry about the gift ripping before it even got to the person. And there were a lot of really pretty cloth bags and sturdy decorative boxes used to wrap the gifts, which everyone concluded that the boxes were way easier than the bags. You just put it in the box, put the lid on, the end. <laughs> so easy. I was super flattered when everyone was like, look, Kaylin, look at the gift that I wrapped sustainably. <laughs> they were excited to wrap their gifts sustainably and really eager to show me. And of course, I responded with a great reaction of, that is so wonderful. I love it. That makes my day. That is the best part about this gift is that it came in a sustainable package. I am super stoked that sustainability is catching on in my family. And in the last episode, I left off with that I potty trained my youngest and then sent him off to daycare. <laughs> and that first day, he was scared of their toilet and had all accidents, like no successes in the potty at all. They made accommodations for him. And then the next day, all potties in the toilet and no accidents. So woohoo. <laughs> and then I put him on a plane and we all flew to Texas. <laughs> Normally we go to Texas over the Christmas holiday and for the second year in a row, we were unable to do that. So we went the second week of January. Turns out that it was a blessing given the insane amount of flight cancellations that happened over Christmas. We spent the last week at my in-laws. 
Flights were great. Kids were good. Everyone had a great time. We came back late Saturday night and recovered and got ready for the week on Sunday. Grocery shopping, laundry, you know, all the super fun stuff of being an adult. (laughs) And this past Monday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So happy belated Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And I did get the day off of work, so I took the free time and ran errands to the places that are only open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. You know, the exact same time that I work. (laughs) Once upon a time, I had a really nice book bag, and the zipper broke on it. So I took it to a seamstress, who could not work on it, then to a second seamstress, who also could not work on it, but she sent me to a shoe repair place. I didn't even know that there was one in our town. (laughs) It's only like 20 minutes away, which is great. But they also could not fix the zipper because it turns out that this backpack has a specialty zipper and it's cheaply made apparently. And the reason I'm sharing this story is because I always preach sharing your sustainability successes and failures. And this is one that was a real gray area. I was on the fence because the shoe repair place, they could fix it, but it was going to be $50. And the backpack was only $60 brand new. And it's got two other cheap, crummy zippers that are most likely going to break. So I I decided not to get it fixed. I didn't throw it away. I still have it. I'm just not sure what to do with it yet. So I'm just going to keep it and think about it a little bit longer and see if I can come up with another solution or something else that I can do with it. Maybe you listeners have an idea. Maybe (laughs) I'm willing to listen because I really don't want to throw it away, but I also don't want to spend $50 on it knowing that another zipper is most likely to break because that really stinks. So if you do know something, you know the drill by now, you can send me an email at kaylin, K-A-Y-L-I-N, at startingsustainability.com. You can go to the Facebook group, Starting Sustainability, and you can send me a direct message there as well. The good news is I now know of a shoe repair place, which is awesome because now whenever my shoes need repaired, I can take them there. And that is also very helpful for my husband's work boots too. While I was out and about, I also went to a store called You Break, I Fix It (laughs) because I have an old printer that stopped working. So I took it there to be repaired. And while I was there, I learned about a program called Assyrian Home Plus. It is basically one gigantic warranty package for all electronics and technology. And it doesn't matter how old the product is because my printer is probably 15 years old. (laughs) And it will cover laptops, handheld gaming devices, portable DVD players, fitness bands, smartwatches, tablets, desktops, gaming consoles, monitors, keyboards, smart thermostats, smart door locks, printers, VR headsets, DVD and Blu-ray players, home theater systems, smart home security cameras, smart light dimmers and smart video doorbells, streaming devices, routers, moderns, basically all things technology related, except phones, not phones. (laughs) But I thought this was still pretty cool because it's really hard to keep track of all of the individual warranties for every single electronic item. And of course, those warranties expire after like one year. (laughs) and once you buy it you have like two days to make up your mind if you want the warranty and if you don't get it then it's too late and you can't go back and get it and it's big nightmare and a big headache this is $24.99 per month and the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I swear this is not paid promotion at all I just thought this might be a good idea especially if you have little kids like mine who like to throw things (laughs) because that's what they do I don't know if it's just boys or little kids, but they throw things. They break the TV. They break the tablet. They break a lot of things that are very important to us and very expensive to repair. Ironically, they did not break the printer. (laughs) That was the original thing that I was trying to get fixed. But 
If you have a lot of technology in your home and you know technology goes bad and the repairs are not cheap, in fact, it usually makes more financial sense to just replace the item, unfortunately. A Sirion Home Plus will cover the warranties, repairs, and services. I just wanted to share that with you and let you know it was a thing because I didn't know about it until just a few days ago. And ironically, just a little bit ago, I got a call from the U-Break iFixit place and my printer is unfixable because it is so old he couldn't even install the drivers to diagnose what was wrong with it. But if I buy their Assyrian Home Plus coverage, I can get a new printer. Like I said, trying to be sustainable can have a lot of successes, but also a lot of failures. And I don't want anybody to get frustrated when it comes to failing at sustainability. I've put together a get started guide. If you are just now starting to go sustainable, maybe it's part of your New Year's resolution and that is why you're listening to this episode, I've got this guide for recycling, compost, and simple switches to help get you started. There are many ways to be sustainable and you definitely don't have to do them all at the same time. Many people think you have to be 100% perfect at being sustainable, but honestly, that is really hard and truly unrealistic. They go gung-ho crazy at being sustainable, and when they make mistakes along the way, they get frustrated and give up. First, get the mindset of starting sustainability, the namesake of this podcast. You are learning. You will make mistakes, and that is okay. It is important to learn from them. You will get reusable grocery bags and then forget them at home or in the car and realize it as you walk up to the checkout line after you've spent an hour or so in the grocery store. I've been there. I've done that multiple times. You will lose your reusable cup. You will forget to specify no straw, no cutlery, no napkins at the drive-thru and end up with all of these disposables that you really didn't want. This is part of it. I'm giving you the heads up now. This will happen. And when it does, don't be upset. Don't get frustrated. Just graciously say to yourself, next time I will remember. Here is a beautiful quote by Danella Meadows. It's because of the people who are working toward sustainability that know how quickly the decision to go that direction, though it may start out with a feeling of sacrifice, turns into a lifetime of rejoicing. I absolutely love this quote, which is why I put it in this episode. When being sustainable starts getting tough, which is really telling yourself no to either buying shiny new things or trusted yet unsustainable brands and having to find new ones, sometimes a sustainable option is more expensive and not as shiny or as fun as the other options. Sometimes it feels like more work, but those feelings of sacrifice do turn into a lifetime of rejoicing. When you remember your bags, when you have your new trusted eco brands to be loyal to, when you can delete weekly items off of your grocery list like paper towels, paper napkins, disposable plates, and cutlery, When you can confidently say, no, I don't need to go to Target and walk around and buy stuff I don't need, and you realize suddenly you have more money at the end of the month, those moments deserve celebration and rejoicing. Step two, start small and go slow. It is really tempting to go buy all of the new eco-friendly products and trash all of your existing items No, no, no. A very important concept is to keep as many things as possible out of the landfill. That means keeping what you have as long as possible. You already bought those items. Use them. Use it up until empty. Use it until it breaks and then repair it. Use it until it breaks beyond repair and then be creative and repurpose it into something else. Keep each item as long as possible. 
As you use up disposable products like liquid hand soap, paper napkins, dish sponges, etc., do the research one item at a time for a new eco-friendly version. If you do all the research right now because you're really excited about it, you will get overwhelmed at the same time. We call these switches. You are slowly switching out disposable items for reusable ones, or at least an eco-friendly version. For example, once you have finished using up your disposable yellow dish sponge, you can replace it with a wooden dish brush, a dish rag, or a compostable sponge, up to you and your preference. There are so many eco-friendly products out there. I have podcast episodes dedicated to bathroom switches, kitchen switches, laundry room switches, you get the point. So I'm not going to cover all of them right now because then this episode would be like four hours long. But do know you are welcome to listen to my other podcast episodes. I also recommend joining the Starting Sustainability Facebook group. The members of the group are fantastic. Everyone is very supportive of new people trying to learn. And you're welcome to ask for ideas on things you can switch out, ask questions about recycling, composting, a whole multitude of things. Step number three. As life goes on, items in your home, work, daily life will wear out. The goal is to keep it out of the landfill. So every time you go to throw something away, ask yourself, is there anything else I can do with this item before I place it in the trash bin? Can I fix it? Can I reuse it? Repurpose it? Most people have heard the mantra, reduce, reuse, recycle. Reduce what you buy, reuse what you have, then as a last resort, recycle. It is common for people to think, I recycle, therefore I'm environmentally conscious. I'm saving the world. I too was that person. <laughs> well, yes and no. Thank you for recycling. Recycling works, but it also has a lot of problems. The main issue is plastic can only be recycled a few times and then it gets trashed. Many plastic items are the wrong kind of plastic and cannot be recycled at all like the really thin plastic of a candy bar wrapper or bread bag, Ziploc bags, the plastic sacks your groceries are put in to carry them to your car. Also, many hard plastics are not recyclable, like what kids' toys are made out of or kitchen gadgets, electronic cases. However, other items like glass or aluminum can be recycled indefinitely. Because of the big plastic issue, many eco-conscious individuals try to avoid plastic items as much as possible. Back to the mantra, reduce, reuse, then recycle. People who are more eco-friendly or zero waste have added to that. The foundation of zero waste is five R's. Refuse, completely avoiding the consumption of a certain product or activity because they are unsustainable. Reduce, cutting down on products and activities with negative carbon footprint. If we cannot refuse it completely, we need to buy less of it. Reuse. Choose reusable over disposable. Using items and products more than one time, the opposite of disposable. An example includes bringing your own set of cutlery when you are out and about instead of using the plastic stuff that comes with your fast food. Recycle. Making old items like glass, paper, metal, and plastic into new products. And the last one is rot, which is basically composting and letting stuff decompose. That leads me to the last item on the sustainability guide for beginners. Rot. Composting. This is an intimidating concept. This requires research and a lot of work. I personally didn't want to add in another chore to do every day. The easiest way to compost is to let someone else do it. If you are lucky enough to live someplace that has curbside compost pickup, take advantage of that. Maybe your city has a compost center you can deposit your compost. If not, 
then check out neighborhood groups on Facebook and see if you have a neighbor who might compost and you can add to their pile. Check your local gardener's club. There's also the Share Waste app. This app will find someone in your area who wants or needs or collects compost. It could be a neighbor, a local farm, or a school. Check it out to see who is nearby you so you can take your compost there. You're also welcome to compost yourself. There are many different ways to compost. I have an entire episode dedicated to talking about all the ways to compost. That's episode 72 with David Guyon. Composting isn't easy, and it can be a lot of work. So like I said earlier, if you can find someone else to do it, take advantage. (laughs) Many people think that if they throw their food away, it'll just break down in the landfill. But that is false. Landfills are designed to bury trash, not to allow food items to break down. They have done archaeological digs on landfills and found a 25-year-old head of lettuce because of the way the landfill is designed. Therefore, to stop food waste from going to a landfill, the best alternative is to compost it. In order to get started with sustainability this year, adjust your mindset to do the best you can as you learn. You don't have to be perfect. Slowly make sustainable switches. Use up what you have, and when you have to buy something, try to get an eco-friendly version. And of the items you want to dispose, see what else you can do with it before it goes into the trash can. Learn which items can be recycled at your local recycling facility and which cannot. Look into composting and get started. Once you have mastered these tasks, then listen to all of my episodes for ideas on what else you can do. Because there is a lot. It is now time for the weekly challenge. I'm going to open up my tin here and draw a card. It says, put your food scraps to good use and begin a compost pile. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. That's hilarious. That was beautiful timing on drawing this card. (laughs) Research what you should and should not be adding into the pile or see if there is any local composting available. Yes, get started composting. It's, I do agree. It's very scary and very intimidating. So if you can find someone else to do it, that is definitely the easiest way to do it. But if you have... There are so many ways you can do it if you're in an apartment, if you don't have land, there's other ways to do composting. I think this is, I still can't get over it. This, this is the card that I drew. <laughs> that, was, that was divine intervention right there. That is your challenge for this week. The next episode will be on February 7th, so please tune into that. We're going to discuss sustainable jewelry options just in time for Valentine's Day. Thank you again, Sustainer Nation. Continue to save the world, and I will talk to you on February 7th. Have a great one. Bye. There are so many wonderful people doing amazing things around the globe. If you want to hear more about what we're doing down under, jump on over to Unbook Your Shopping Cart, a podcast who speaks to companies who have the eco thing down pat with some simple tips and hints on how you or your workplace can make small changes that can add up to a whole lot. Together, we can start a movement and make this planet a whole lot greener.